every generation there is a chosen one. She alone will stand against the vampires, the demons, and the forces of darkness. She is the Slayer. Welcome to Tuesdays in Sunnydale, a look back at Buffy the Vampire Slayer over 20 years after it first premiered. I'm Sam. And I'm Liz. And today we'll be discussing Season 2, Episode 2, but we're not doing it alone. We have a guest! Welcome, Lily. Hi, thanks for having me. No I'm a big fan. Oh, good. We're excited. I feel like Lily brings so much needed gravitas to the podcast in the form of purely an English accent. Oh, yeah. thanks so much. Which I think is, I imagine, is something you get all the time. Yeah, I do like, feel oh, a bit really like a posh, token. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah, we can't be in all Australian podcasts this episode. Oh, okay. Presumably. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah just that's why I like, 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 try to leave them we'll out just, when we have like, guests. Let's just say... Queer podcast because everyone's a little gay, aren't they? Right, yeah. 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 Um, so, this episode, oh, before we get in, so your history with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, my history was I pretty much started when I was 16, okay. binging Buffy. Like, my friend and me used to have this thing at school. So, we'd finish school on a Friday at 12. Oh, wow. And we'd have um, yellow food Fridays. So, we'd go home to my house, we'd eat like chips, cheese, bread, whatever good, <laughs> on Buffy. That's and the best thing I've ever heard. we would uh, just like watch it until the you know, the sun went down. Oh, wow. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. That's and Buffy was like my um, style icon for like, I'd say 16 to 18. Okay. I even went to a party dressed as her. <laughs> I had like a foil cross. My dad even carved a little steak out of wood for oh, me. Bless oh. him. Um, I didn't really, I kind of hid that in my bag. So I didn't want to wander around London carrying like a wooden <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so funny. she's she was a big part of my teenage years. Wow. So you've seen the entire series, obviously? I've seen up to halfway between the third series oh okay. i'm yet to continue like exams got in the way and then yeah. i never i fell off it but series one will always be like my heart because it's oh. like the nostalgia you know yeah, it's like yeah. discovering it for the first time definitely but, yeah oh that's exciting that's really cute. so we could do predictions this episode you can just like predict <laughs> further seasons right. down where you think <laughs> it's eventually going to end up um so do you know any spoilers about like the later seasons i do because i'm a big Thing, I have a big thing of um, finding out kind of backstories and insider mm. secrets mm. and gossip. I love doing that for any season, any movie. So I know a lot about the relationships between the actors and the... Um, I won't say anything, yeah. but um, there are a couple characters who I no longer love because of what I've heard about their non-acting personas, you know, their real uh, life, yeah. what they've done. Nicholas Brendan? And Spike. Oh, I want to say. Okay, but, yeah. Wow. <laughs> but Nicholas Brandon, yeah, but he's like, he's, you know, a tortured soul, so I don't want to. Yeah. I was going to say a lovable loser there, but okay. he's, tortured I Tortured soul's much better. He's gorgeous. Like, he I'm obsessed Phil. with him. He wanted Dr. Phil. Yeah. Oh. He did. He walked off and then yeah. came back a second time. God, <laughs> so awkward. Um, okay, so this, uh, before we jump, I keep trying to jump into the episode. I'm sorry. Um, so we normally, we've started talking about things we're watching at the moment since Buffy is now over 20 years old, some more current things. Um, does anyone have anything they're watching or reading or listening to that they would want to talk about? Because I can jump in straight okay, away. Okay, you go in. Okay, well, and it's from your suggestion. Oh, I started it? watching Queer Eye. Oh my God, that was going to be my one. Oh, really? It's so good, it's right? It is so, so good. good. I watched the whole series in a day. Oh, like wow. I've only watched the first four episodes. Okay. To be fair, I feel like the first four are the best four. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. the second yeah. half is yeah, a bit. Neil really is my favourite, I think, second episode. Really? Yeah. Controversial the, opinion. The, the Sasquatch. Stuff. I didn't yeah. love yeah. it. He was so like, every time he'd always make jokes and stuff. I was like, mm. uh, yeah. I was annoyed by it. I'm thinking of someone else. I'm thinking of the third episode. But yes, the third episode's the Trump guy. But Neil's the like, like oh, San so Fran, but not San like, Fran, like tech guy, right? right. Yeah, yeah. Sure. with the dog called Forever. Yeah, which is, which is kind of a yeah, sweet name. Yeah. yeah. I think the first episode was still my favorite. I liked the red nosed guy. Yeah. I do like the redneck guy a lot. No, 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 red nose. Yeah, but he was redneck. As, oh, he, was, okay. he was a redneck, red nosed dude. He, he just, drank redneck margaritas. He did. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, no, I like the gay makeover. The, the oh yeah. god, that was name? AJ when he was oh coming out to his mom. Oh, actually sobbing. Yeah. I kind of stopped watching that episode. I'm like halfway through it. Oh, because it was too much? Like, so you were like, no, you had to come here. Like, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, haven't finished wow. it. I'm okay, going sure. to. Who's your favourite of the Queer Eye guys of the Fab Five? I love Jonathan. Can you believe? Oh, God, yeah. You, oh, Sally, you don't like Jonathan? <laughs> she, thinks, a lot of she thinks he's fake, but I'm like, 
girl like no. people are just like that like oh. he's born that way don't. have you ever seen um do you watch game of thrones no he had this uh funny or die series called gay of thrones where he would yes. like do people's hair yeah, yeah, yeah. and like just t- like recap game of thrones for them like mm. in a comedy style I, see, I hated him for the first episode because oh. i was like oh, he's just another one of these like too dramatic whatever but then i realized because oftentimes i find this is a massive generalization but i often find that the like quote-unquote sassy gay is like really cruel and mean right but jonathan's not jonathan yeah. is like yeah, the loveliest so soul yeah. in the world like he actually thinks the best about everyone and wants the best for everyone yeah. and it's just very sweet so i actually really love him he is the best but i like bobby burke bobby he's <laughs> bobby like the worst no, one. Like he bobby burke. he's the interiors guy because he does the only friggin job oh, out of all yeah. of them he's like That's does the, the most work he does so much work it's hilarious. He's like, yeah, swagger. Listen, like the culture guy, his thing is culture, but he just kind of sits there and makes them cry, and then he's like, job done. Oh. Yeah, he just like gives them a pep talk, but then Bobby has to redo this guy's house in like, a day. <laughs> so exactly. Fun. And they're all like, we work really hard together, like it's a team. And it's like, it's <laughs> but then I also like Anthony, even Anthony, though he arguably does no work. Obsessed. He is he's so beautiful. So beautiful. So he looks like. John Mayer's younger, gayer brother. <laughs> yeah. I'm so oh, Every time he comes on screen, I just have to like. Um, so there, that's what I've been watching. Queer Eye, super into it. What about one of you? I started re-watching so that I could watch the later seasons of a show that's on Netflix. It used to be called Scrotal Recall, which is a terrible name, and now it's called Lovesick. And the like, premise of the show is that it's this guy finds out that he, he's like obsessed with love and being in love, and he can't find it. And he finds out that he has some sort of SED. I want to say chlamydia or something like that. And so he has to go th- back through all of his um, like past lovers and contact them and tell them that he has chlamydia so that they can get tested. Oh. And so it's kind of like a multi-strandy thing where it's like the present and the past and his love story with his best friend at the same time. Oh. I don't know. It's like, it's a, it's a <laughs> Is wrong... each episode like he, he goes to a different person and says he has chlamydia? Theoretically, yes, but it's a little bit more like overlapping than that. Okay. But I think they name every episode after a new person from memory. But it's really good. It's like it's basically a rom com in a like elongated form. But it's really good. It's really funny as well. And really sweet. Okay. Worth watch. It's on Netflix. It's easy to get hold of. Love sick. Oh, sick. Mm. oh no i was thinking it was love like that show with uh, no that was community. garbage no, no, no. yeah it was wasn't it yeah so good like, i kind of really wanted to be good and it wasn't yeah. you got cancelled i think it's done well, oh really yeah not so yeah. Mm-hmm. have you been watching anything lily um apart from queer eye yeah. i have been listening to i'm mean, kind of late to the show but two dope queens Oh, oh, I haven't I listened haven't to that yet, but I really want to. So I was a big fan of the Guilty Feminist podcast, but um, which is good, but I'm, it's, it's very like, um, it's a little bit white. Yeah, and <laughs> um, middle-aged very as well, white. even though middle-aged, they're kind yeah. of yeah. younger middle-aged, yeah. And I'm kind of sick of like everyone applauding at anything she says that's like vaguely feminist. Yeah. But, um, like, yeah, yeah. we should be paid the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Um, periods aren't disgusting like really oh my god, oh my god so um, controversial no but Two Dope Queens is is more about being black and being a woman okay. and in New York it's really good it's um, Jessica I want to say Jessica Williams and Phoebe I can't remember her last name but they have um, stand up comedy and they talk about just like their week it's about an hour long get it online so I really is love Jessica it. the one that then has that rom-com that's on Netflix as well she's like really tall Yes, yes. Uh, it's called The Incredible well, Jessica, Jessica James, James, which is yes. great as well. Such a good one, yeah. yeah. Phoebe Robinson. Phoebe Robinson, sure. But, I haven't um, heard any of these podcasts. I want to start listening to them all now. I need to listen to more podcasts. I've started the first 20 minutes of My Favourite Murder the other day, which I know I'm so late to the game on. Heard that one, yeah. Um, heard about that one. And I want, yeah, I just don't feel like I have commuting time anymore. It's no. like 10 minutes to get anywhere, so. <laughs> I try and do it if there's like a little bit of sun. I try and like lie in the sun for like 10 minutes to get my VD, but also vitamin D. No, yeah. And to listen. But I'd also say if you like that one, I'd listen to All Killer No Filler, which is about mm. um, serial killers. Great. It's a great title killer. as well. Yeah. Like it's it. um, two female comedians, British yeah, ones. But it's good. Great. Cool. cool. Uh, so we'll jump into the episode. So this episode we'll be talking about today is Some Assembly Required, Season 2, Episode 2, originally aired September 22nd, 1997, on the WB. Um, so this episode is written by Ty King, which is his first Buffy episode. He has another one coming up this season, Passion, um, which is a lot better than this episode. 
Wow, okay. Judgmental. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, we're sensing <laughs> no, you liked this no, episode? No, I didn't love this episode, but I just feel like... Oh, well, I just <laughs> we want, have like, not yet discussed it. Yeah, it's very early episode. to state your opinion so strongly. But. <laughs> no, well, I just feel like this is not a great episode compared to Passion, which is right, sure. a brilliant episode. So it's just okay. interesting that it's by the same writer. Um, this one directed by Bruce Seth Green, if we remember. Yeah, he, he does did, everything. Yes, he's done other ones. Um, last episode he directed was Nightmare. Nightmares. So he has four more this season to go. Mm-hmm. So this is just... From Slayer, the totally cool unofficial guide to Buffy, this is just a quick recap of what the episode is. After the discovery of the robbed graves of three cheerleaders, suspicion falls on two of Willow's acquaintances from the science club, Chris and the ghoulish Eric. In their lab, the boys require only a head to perfect a mate for Chris's formerly dead brother, Daryl. Daryl kidnaps Cordelia during a football game, but Buffy defeats him and Xander rescues Cordelia from the burning lab. Cordelia tries to express her gratitude to Xander for saving her life, but he brushes her off. That was a quick one. That's a very quick one. Yeah, there wasn't a lot. I think I won sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) They really do. (laughs) Oh, they. Um, yeah, this episode, as you can kind of tell, I didn't, didn't love it. Well, like, I didn't love it, but I didn't think it was worthy of that vitriol. Like, no! It's just, <laughs> mm, yeah, just in comparison. In comparison to Passions. I mean, like, a lot of, like, a lot of Buffy episodes, it was based on another story, right? Which is, like, Mr. Yeah. and Mrs. Frankenstein. Yeah, we get a Frankenstein. But I'd seen this one before, a couple years ago, but actually, even though I wasn't, like, a massive fan of the episode, the whole reveal with Daryl, I didn't remember and I was actually oh, really? really surprised by when he kind of like emerges from the shadows yeah. and I was kind of relieved that that was the plot because before that it was like his dad died so he's cutting up chicks like that was his you know like yeah it, what's his motivation everyone was just like creepy. saying the reason why he's so creepy is because his dad died and that's really obviously really awful but um, <laughs> but it was no exactly <laughs> everyone like Willow was always like oh give him a break <laughs> 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 I don't think I'm no. Willow yeah <laughs> So well, when he gets he came away out, with like, um, everything at the end, he just gets to walk away. Yeah, but his project goes up in flames, as does his brother. That's true, yeah. <laughs> so he does lose some stuff. Yeah. He does I mean, the family's of lost of those poor girls had yeah. their hearts broken, but still, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he lost his project, so it's a big deal. <laughs> uh, so we start the episode in the cemetery. Buffy's chilling there, waiting for a vampire to rise. Yeah, that she names by first and last name. Am I supposed to know who it is? Because I don't. Oh, I just assume she read the gravestone, maybe. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay. I didn't even pick up that she read the name. Um, she yeah, she called him, like, Stephen Kabosh or something like that, and I was like, oh. I was like, okay, cool, is that, like, what we're doing this week? And then it was, <laughs> it was just gone. nothing, you died yeah. straight away. Um, she's playing with a yo-yo because smartphones were not invented back then. So she has nothing to do. <laughs> I love how arrogant she is as well. She's like, hurry up. i got to go do some homework. Like, <laughs> Good treat. Just assuming she's going to kill him, which she probably will because, you know. She is the slayer. Mm. Uh, so Angel shows up and he is still jealous from last episode. Do you, I don't know if you remember last I episode. I remember the dance because I was a big fan of Xander. So I was very jealous, right? <gasps> what? A big fan of Xander? Oh, I am. I'm very je- Okay, we have to talk about yeah. this. I was, I was, um... Yeah, I was kind of like, like, get away from my man. Like, <laughs> oh, because okay, in the context podcast. of being a 16 year old or now, like as a real Oh, still now, like still. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't watch him now. And I think it's like, it must be like a time thing, but yeah. now acknowledge his actions are trash. Yeah. But is that because you have like, is it because you started off so young though? Like, uh, it you... could be, but I was never a fan of Angel. I'm still not. Oh. Um, Xander, yeah, for see. me, he just like, um, is the epitome of that like, cute nerd thing that I totally dig yeah the best friend yeah Yeah. he's just I love his um he's kind of like a 90s Chandler vibe like his sarcasm (laughs) and his like insecurity constantly making jokes at the most inappropriate moments Okay, yeah, I can um, see why people would like Xander. Yeah, when you describe it like, like that, I'm like, okay, well, I do like that, yeah. But yeah. then I'm like, probably oh, trash. Yeah, he is, he is actually really awful to Buffy, the way he gets angry yeah. at her because he likes her and she doesn't like mm. him back. And it's like, you're not entitled to her. But There yeah. is a line this episode, um, when we get to it, when he's talking about you never know, you never like what's in front of you or oh, something. And it was the cringiest. Yeah. So oh, okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so Angel comes up to Buffy. He's jealous about the, the sexy dance. Buffy says, a funny line, I thought, where she's like, I didn't come here to fight. And then the vampire like attacks her. She did come. <laughs> so yeah, she kills the vampire. Angel starts walking away because they get in a little tough fight. Tough? Tiff. tiff. There we go. A tough <laughs> tiff. Um, and Buffy starts walking after him, falls into a grave, an open grave, which at first I thought was just the vampire that had come out. Like, I yeah, thought because she wasn't freaking out about it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But no, it's someone's grave that they've dug up and a body has been dragged away. What's weirder though, is when they go and dig up graves later in the episode, like those ones have been like re 
filled with like dirt and stuff, but they've just left this grave for some oh, reason. Oh, of course. Yeah, that didn't occur to me. And I thought that was funny when they're digging out the graves. Yeah, when they're digging out the graves and Buffy and Willow are just sitting there gossiping. And they're like, love "Love makes you do the wacky. That's the truth. You know, this might go a lot faster if you Fims actually picked up a shovel too. Sorry, but I'm an old-fashioned gal. I was raised to believe that men dig up the corpses and that women have the babies. But I was like, fair enough to Buffy. Like, she has to do all the fighting. She needs to take a break. But Willow, like, pick up a shovel. Exactly. I mean, Willow does do a lot of, like, calling the coroners. and (laughs) Research-based work. Um, That was my favourite line of the episode, though, when she was like, I've been raised very traditionally. I think that men should dig graves and women should (laughs) wait around. Do the kidding. Do the kidding, yeah. Yeah. I think we go to the credits next, yeah? Mm. Yes. Because then we come back... Buffy and Xander go into the library and they come upon Giles, who is trying to uh, ask out Miss Calendar, or getting ready to ask out Miss Calendar. And he's, I love it. he's nervous. I love it. I think he's adorable. And he I is love, really adorable this episode. Yeah, I love his um, exaggerated British accent. Like, I feel like <laughs> the way he's always so, like, hoity and jittery and nervous and just, like, seems like he's walked out of a black and white movie. He definitely <laughs> doesn't speak like that in real life, but... Yeah, yeah, I've heard he speaks more like um, the character Spike. I heard that as well. But he apparently tutored Spike. Spike was English? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spike. He okay. tutored Spike in his accent, from what I heard. Yeah. That's cool. We have, like, an English perspective. On, yeah. Because like, I always thought, like, it's a it's a fine accent. Like, it doesn't stand out to me or anything. I guess, you, yeah, knowing that he he's putting it on. But it's part of his character, right? He's, like, wears tweed suits, and he's mm. from... Um, he feels like he's from the olden days a little bit. Yeah, like definitely Angel. in the early seasons. He gets a bit cooler later mm. on, but now he's still very stuffy librarian. Um, so he is into Miss Calendar. We're getting some movement on that. Which I think was one of my only successful predictions, can I just say? Yeah. That I thought that they had chemistry from the start. <laughs> and that finally moves forward this episode. What is Buffy's advice to him? She tells him... I feel a thing, you feel, feel a thing. Oh, yeah. What do you feel about Mexican or something? Yeah, yeah. and he's like, Mexicans? <laughs> <laughs> Some oils. To be fair, though, I actually think, to go back to something I have talked about many, many months ago, that me, I put Mexican in my Tinder bio back in the day. I think my, like, Tinder bio was something along the lines of <laughs> measure my days and time since I last touched a dog, really into Mexican food or something like that. Like, that was my bio. So it works. It works. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I <laughs> think, like, story. eating Mexican food on a date is really bad advice because... Like watching Giles eating a burrito just wouldn't work because he's like, no. he's, he'd be like eating, a yeah, he'd be eating like a roast dinner or, but then so just something more traditional, but also like I wouldn't have Mexican food on a first date because I just feel like I would be like tooting away the entire time. Yeah. Like mm. eating spicy food. Yeah. Mm. Totally fair. Okay. So Buffy and Xander are telling Giles about the missing girl. Um, they want to find Willow so that she can do some uh, reconnaissance mm-hmm. online about it. Um, but also Giles looks pissed at Xander in this scene, I thought. And it made me think, I think when they're just kind of like mocking him about the Jenny thing. Sure. But does Giles like Xander as a person? Like at this stage? I feel like he's Disgust. mostly just annoyed by him. I, like I know he really? like. I think he likes Willow. I think he has, and I think he really likes Buffy. But I feel like he just kind of tolerates Xander. I, I mean, s- he's the watcher, right? So he's, yeah. his job is to make sure Buffy's doing her job well. And to protect her. And I feel like maybe he knows, I don't know, this is just like an assumption that Xander likes Buffy and that is like maybe okay. putting her off or like maybe it's clouding it a little bit. I just, it's a distraction. And yeah. yeah. I never thought about it. There are bigger way. things to deal with than crushes. Mm. I can see, yeah, Giles getting annoyed with that. I think he just, he just seems to kind of be annoyed by more of Xander's jokes and like mm. laugh at them. Well, they are annoying. <laughs> and to be fair, they are like polar opposites in terms of characters. Yeah. they're like, Charles will always step away from the joke, whereas he leans into them. I'm trying to think of, like, any scenes they've had in, like, the previous episodes that was, like, friendly. The only one I can really think of is the pack, when Xander and Giles at Oh, yeah, there's that little thing. Bit, yeah. Giles isn't going to reveal Xander's secret. I thought that was kind of... Bit of camaraderie only... there. Yeah, that's the only one I can really think of. But, like, I feel like he would just be ambivalent towards him, right? Yeah, he I don't think he ambivalent hates towards him. Someone that you spent a lot of time with. Well, Xander, I think Xander likes him, right? Because, like, last yeah. episode of the first episode of the season, rather, they were, like... G-Man. Yeah, like, hugging each other and shit. Yep. It was cute. Okay. So, maybe, yeah. It's I just think you're reading too far into this. No, I'm just <laughs> curious if they... Because I know, like, later, I think they'll get, like, a better bond. But right now, it just seems like he has to put up with Xander. He's part of the package. I can't even remember the bond appearing in the end of the season, to be fair. Maybe it's Ooh, uh, yeah. later on. 
It's it yeah, it's kind of later on a bit. Maybe um, he doesn't want another guy in the group. Maybe he's he wants to be the only, yeah. the only man. Alpha male. <laughs> Giles is the alpha male. <laughs> classic, classic guy. Uh, we cut to Willow at the science fair, and we meet not Daryl. We meet his brother Chris. Yeah. Who is always beating Willow in science? We learn he's a big old nerd, and he knows a lot about it. But he's nice. He's kind to Willow, and they joke about how to how to win the science fair. Yeah, but definitely something off with him, right? Like he's yeah, not like he's kind cool. of seems yeah. a bit. Weird. He's not a chill dude. And then old mate, the annoying. Oh god, oh, Eric. that was weird. Just why so is he? Weird. he when comes... he's taking pictures of everyone, and then it's revealed it's for the yearbook. But then I was thinking, why would you have random pictures of people in the hallway in the yearbook when they're not expecting it? Like that's yeah. Yeah. Is that a thing that like is in yearbooks? I not that yeah. I know of. No. Well, like it, it was a lie though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, but like. I get, is it a justifiable laugh? Wouldn't you be like, this is not what we put in the yearbook? Yeah. Is this for your own personal collection? Or Yeah. He does say to Cordelia, maybe, that this one's for his own personal yeah. connection. Collection. Yeah. connection. Yeah, I didn't like Eric. He's, no. He didn't get any redeeming qualities in this episode. He was just no. kind of like a bit of a sociopath who the way he was singing his brains. He was my singing girl. My girl, Ugh. my girl. Mm. But also, no justification for him either. Like, no like yeah. redeeming qualities. But like, what was in it for him? Was he just literally a psychopath? Bit of a creep? That's the impression I got. Yeah. Just like a sidekick who got pulled up in it. Yeah, we don't really find out and what like, his motivation is. And what does he have in common with Chris? Because Chris is, we're told Chris is a nice guy. So like, why are they friends? True. Okay. So if One's we were... in sci- into science, one's into yearbook. They're like polar opposites <laughs> subject wise. I thought Chris, no, I thought Eric was also like in the science club. Because he must be like pretty good at science. Oh if yeah, he Willow does say that actually. That put the, yeah. put yeah. the head on it and make it happen himself. He believes Still... he can. Chris is doing it for all the right reasons, if there could be right reasons. And he is... Yeah, he is a sympathetic villain, I guess. Yeah. Um, Cordelia comes up, and her project is going to be tomato, fruit or vegetable. (laughs) (laughs) It is a fruit. According to Willow. According to Willow. According to science. Yeah. Well, sure. (laughs) Sorry, I just have a quote saying she's alive, and I have no idea what it's referring to. So Eric's taking pictures of Cordelia's legs. Yep. He's like, look at those pins. This one's for my personal collection. And then he's like, oi, oi, kind of to Eric. And then Eric is like, <gasps> yep. um, nah, she's alive. Okay, then, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Good memory. <laughs> wow. Um, we'll need you here for all the podcasts now. <laughs> yeah, so that's our first hint that some sus stuff is happening with these two. Mm-hmm. But I, okay, back to why they are friends. Is it because uh, Chris is a big old loser. So Eric and him just kind of like gravitated toward each other because they have no one else that was that was my only but chris is a nice loser yeah and like there's gotta be other people right they said there's like five people in the science club <laughs> yeah. Be friends with other science yeah he could be friends with willow why would yeah, willow why be he friends with, with him willow? i mean she's busy yeah yeah he could become part she's of the scooby gang he can build like bring someone back to life he could help them yeah, I have issues with him bringing people back to life, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't find out yet that he's brought Daryl back. No. That will come. Yeah, okay. That's the midpoint. I checked. It's literally exactly at the midpoint. Um, so they go to the library. Uh, now they've got Willow and they're doing some Googling. Uh, Cordelia comes in and talks about her pain. Hi, sorry to interrupt your little undead playgroup, but I need to ask Willow. She'll help me with my science fair project. It's a fruit. I would have asked Chris to help me, but then that would have brought back too many memories of Daryl. I found it. Meredith Todd died in a car accident last week. Of course, I have learned to deal with my pain. How is your neck? Fine, except for being broken. Hello, can we deal with my pain, please? There, there. But no one, no one uh, listens to her. And Xander is so unforgiving to her as usual, which I kind of love. <laughs> yeah, I do like their relationship still. <laughs> yeah, he's like, get over it. Um, she's hinting about heartbreak, though, right? Yeah, so she's talking about, like... Um, how, yeah, she was in love or something. Okay, was she talking about old mate, though? Daryl? She's talking about Daryl, yeah. Mm. So is it very recently that this has happened, that he's died? He they say he would have been 19, and he was a senior, so... Because on his gravestone, it says 1996. Okay. But we're clearly airing in late 97. So, yeah. And so... we aired the first half of the... Like, it makes me think it happened in 1996, so at least the okay. previous year. So at Unless least a couple of months. December. End of... The year, maybe. True. Because he gets brought back straight away, pretty much, right after he dies, right? It does. It's not like months afterwards. It's like 
he's just in hiding. Well, that was my logic issue that they were like, we have to have, we've got like a space of like two. Okay, this is jumping ahead a little bit, yeah. I'll admit. But they were like, we have like a day or so until these like bodies become useless and we can't uh. use the heads anymore. But they were cool with his head and mm. presumably he had to go through like a morgue and shit like that. So I, yeah. I didn't really understand how they could have logically put him back together. But... I guess, yeah, they didn't really explain how they brought him back. Yeah. Just... Or how, yeah, two science kids achieved. No. <laughs> how did he die again? Was it? Was it a car uh, crash, I think? Probably. I yeah. Don't I think it was a car crash. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I thought it was like rock climbing. <laughs> oh, rock climbing is ringing a bell. Yeah, is because that? maybe it's yes. the girl that dies in the car crash, the cheerleader. Oh, yeah. There's yes, the yes, yes, three yes. who are in a car crash, yeah. and that's how they get the bodies, um, which we'll, yeah, we'll find out. Say, oh, so if we want to jump into fashion, because this is, this is my first fashion note. I really like your outfit. No, you don't. No, I really don't. But Cordelia <laughs> is in like a low back dress when she walks into the library. Did you... Are we allowed to wear those at school? But isn't yeah, it always it's like a very well, low back? Like every episode, I ask myself that question. <laughs> yeah. like... um, my favorite episode was Willow's brightly coloured like patchwork. Oh, I hated that. Willow blouson. She's so pippy long stocking. It's isn't terrible. She? It's yeah, patchwork, horrific. weird colour. No. It was pretty garbage. Also, Buffy's been doing something like really like late nineties, early two thousands to her eyebrows lately. They're oh, they're yeah. so thin. I just can't oh. deal with them. I loved her um, green vest without a bra. <laughs> yes, that was because she looks great. It's like very nineties, but I was also like, I wish I could have pulled off no bra at school. <laughs> like that. Like she's just like looks like a twenty five year old, but she's supposed to be playing a sixteen year old. Yeah. Is that when she's wearing those like patent blue pants as yeah, well? It's yeah, it's like a silk green vest. Yeah, really into and it. You just like see everything, and you're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joss. <laughs> she had. Did she have really big hair in this episode? It looked bigger than last one. She pulled it back a lot. Mm, I didn't love. I didn't love the kind of poofiness. Listening <laughs> um, <laughs> to you describe hair is my favorite. It's like thing. A, yeah, it was a big poofy <laughs> mess. Um, Eric. Eric also had like a little gross little beard. Yeah. There. Eric was just a bit slimy though. He's a bit, like he literally yeah. is a neck beard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Willow was in like a really tight shirt, like the tightest shirt Willow's ever worn. That's I noticed that. She's, no, I was just like, oh, she's kind of like dressing sexier now that she's friends with Buffy. I don't know. This was like the first okay, sure. tight shirt that I've I had noticed, noticed her in. If I'm honest. That's kind of all my fashion notes. I didn't have a lot this episode. Yeah, it was pretty weak this episode. Mm. Yeah. Xander. Xander, I actually liked Xander's hair in this episode. I was remember sexy noticing pushback? Yeah. <laughs> like sexy pushback. <laughs> Giles, again, just in his regular yeah, regular sweet. clothes. Does he ever change? I mean, like, that might be a spoiler, but does he ever get cooler? He didn't change for the date. He changed. He was in the same outfit for yeah. school oh. and the Did game. Did Miss Calendar okay. change, or was she in the same? Miss Calendar looked cool, like, whatever she was wearing. Yeah, she was wearing, like, a black, a tight black T-shirt and, like, a midi skirt, I think. But I liked her hair. Her hair's cool. She's got, like, a dark bob. Yeah. Um, I still prefer her hair last season to this. I don't like that. It's just a little bit too short. No, I love, I love a tight bob. I feel like if I was watching this as a 16 year old, Miss Calendar would be my style icon. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like she's very cool. She's the cool teacher. I would want, I would and want Giles thinks she like, spends her nights like blessing laptops or whatever it was. <laughs> oh, that was my favourite image of Giles ever when he was like, hu- he was, like hugging his like um, his laptop bag. Not a laptop bag, but his oh, satchel yeah. to his chest while he was waiting for her. Oh, so that's sweet. adorable. So the gang finds out that three girls have died in that car wreck car crash car wreck whatever um and the gang's going to dig them up to see if the other ones are missing from their grave so we go to the graveyard the guys are digging willow and buffy are just gossiping willow kind of mentions the sexy dance as well which we didn't hear from her last episode like how no. she felt about it so it was interesting like she didn't really have deep emotions they kind of I brush mean, she it did off have deep emotions but she they wasn't just, gonna yeah they let go it kind them. of pass on that oh they chat about angel as well what do they talk about angel Oh, it's when Buffy comes back and she's like, me and Angel dealt with it. And then Xander's like, Angel, kind of that jealous vibe again. Is this Doesn't in Angel the... turn up here? No, I don't think he shows up. He... No. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> I know now. Sorry. So, yeah. So while this is happening, Cordelia is leaving cheer practice late at night. She starts walking to her car, starts oh, feeling yeah. like people watching her, freaks out, runs to the car, does the thing where you drop the keys... That thing them. that you do that I've, in oh, ho- I've done in horror movies, in horror shows where you can't. I've never drop my keys ever in my life. <laughs> really? But, and they drop and they I go have. under the car. Like yeah. how <laughs> so illogical. And she just runs away. And Angel's be okay. So it's Angel who is following her, yeah. as we find out. But he's kind of like being a dick by not being like just as nice. Like, hey, it's me. <laughs> okay, it's me. this Angel is my whole. This is my whole out. problem with Angel. Like, I have never. 
I've never liked him. I've always thought Buffy could do better. He's just, he has no, his whole character is like appearing at windows, staring at Buffy, being like, Buffy. And then she's like, oh my God, lie on top of me. And and he, even with Cordelia, he's like, he's supposed to be the nice guy, but he's so, he's just like a predator. Like he's, (laughs) he's so weird and quiet. And he's a quiet boy. Oh, I just love Angel. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> uh, no, I agree with a lot of those points though He is a big creeper Especially in the early seasons I love him more No, that's a big spoiler Yeah, the early seasons he is kind of creepy Edward Cullenie Just mm, yeah, standing in that's windows exactly it. So he's following Cordelia She ends up hiding in a big Inexplicably, bin Inexplicably, by the way Is there a reason why he's following Cordelia? He says that he thought she looked like He was looking for Buffy And he saw like the cheerleading outfit So he assumed maybe she was Buffy Has Buffy cheerleaded for Yes, not since that episode (laughs) In season one And also has very different hair to Cordelia And he follows her for a long time And he doesn't even say sorry When she's like hyperventilating He's like, see ya (laughs) (laughs) But also like He's like in love with Buffy, right? But he's like, ooh, could be her from the back I don't really know what she looks like But I'm in love with you And I'm a 241-year-old vampire And he should have like super sightseeing And super smart He's like a vampire. He can smell Yeah, things. none of it makes sense to me. Okay. He loves teenage girls. Like, we know yeah, that. Yeah, he's just hanging around the yeah. school. He's like, oh, yeah, there's a bu- Buffy is here. <laughs> so Cordelia's hiding in the big dumpster. She gets out, but something's caught on her dress. She goes to get it unhooked, and it is a hand. And this is where we find, uh, like, a bunch of body parts has been dumped into the dumpster. Yeah. Which we later learn is the girls, parts of the girls, who were in the car crash. The yeah. parts they didn't want. And they were cheerleaders, right? Were, were in the picture in the newspaper, she's like... Oh, okay. Were they cheerleaders? In the pyramid, but... Yeah, except for they have J's on their shirts. Oh, and yeah. I was like, nothing about them is to do with J. Like, it was really weird. Also, are they not making the, the cheerleader Frankenstein at their ha- at Chris's house? So what, did they bring the bodies back to school to dump them? Like, he doesn't, yeah, I thought he doesn't that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that. Why do it in a dumpster at third school? Maybe it's the only dumpster they know of. Mm. Yeah. Although, okay, yeah. So they say that at the end they're hiding the body in the old science lab. So presumably that's on campus somewhere. But it's not though. They, they go to the old science lab. But remember, it's in the basement where, because like, they go past his like um, uh, depressed mum. I don't know. Into if, the basement. Oh, maybe. But I feel like she. That's, like that's a, where Buffy goes. There's not actually a body there. There's just plans for the body. Like that's when uh, she finds a picture of Cordelia's head. Is that where Daryl hangs out though? Daryl. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. hangs out in the house. I love that he's wearing his jersey as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just so you so know, it's sad. It's <laughs> yeah, sad. That's really sad. Um, Chris needs to go shopping for him. <laughs> yeah, but he's like he's yeah he's, he's significantly larger than him, I suppose. No, so he, he needs even, to go like, shopping his, for yeah. him to like buy him clothes. Yeah. Well. What? He doesn't need clothes. Okay. Does he? Uh, so Buffy and Angel go into the library where Cordelia and... Sorry, Buffy, Xander and Willow, the whole gang, go into the library where Angel and Cordelia are waiting for them. And we get, like, Cordelia is being, again, very self-involved, wondering why all the bad things happen to her <laughs> when she finds out, like, three girls have just died. Yeah. And she's got her arm around Angel. And yeah. she's... She's going yes. for it. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I admire that about Cordelia. <laughs> yeah, persistent, if nothing else. <laughs> um, so and she's expressed an interest in him before, hasn't she? At the bronze a couple of times. She's yeah. Like, Buffy is kind of jealous about this as well. And Xander's jealous about Buffy. So much jealousy. I really want them to get over this Buffy. Just teenagers though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah very, very, very. Um, so the gang's going to search the lockers to try and find out who could be behind this. Angel takes Cordelia home. I feel like this part was very easy. Like it was like, oh, we found... They yeah, looked at they two lockers and then they found... The I guess ones. there are only five people in the science club, which means only five people that would know how to like yeah. bring a body to life. That's still like Probably a giant, not. like the science. <laughs> I feel like what, what would a normal science club be doing? Just like looking under microscopes and stuff, but these ones can bring people back to yeah. life. Yeah, it's... They're advanced. Yeah. They're very advanced. It's weird that Chris is like this super smart guy, but he never... Spoiler, he never comes back. They, they never use him in the future for anything to help. I mean, I, I don't know that I'd be able to rely on him again. I don't know. I feel like if you're, <laughs> no, that, if you're smart enough or brilliant enough to be able to bring somebody back to life, like you would have That's other true. skills that could help in the fight against yeah. evil. But I feel like if I was discovered... Um, I'd have been brought, schools. Yeah, yeah. I would have dropped out and maybe just like gone to the other side of the world. Yeah, mm. <laughs> gone to the school where the chillers were from. Something. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so we go to Chris's house and we meet his mum for the first time. So what is wrong with his mum? Because she does not even respond to Chris when he walks in. The yeah, first the first time. time we meet her, she's literally just... She's kind of like almost catatonic. Yeah. 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 But the second time we meet her, she like engages in a way that's real and meaningful 
but it's just not very like it's just the video of the football game again. Yeah. She yeah. was have you seen that movie American Beauty? Yeah. You know the mum in that, Ricky's mum? Yeah. How she like sits and stares at the wall. It was kinda like that. Okay. Um but I mean when she has a conversation with him, she's just like pointing out what's happening in the football game that she watches on repeat and chain smokes. Yeah. And it is kinda sad. You do feel sorry for Chris. Yeah. But I kinda love that he's still trying to make an effort, like, assuming that she's gonna say something. He's like, Mum and she's just like she's living in her own kind of world since her son had died Mm. Um, but yeah I thought it was just weird how she wouldn't respond at all and then she just we'll talk to Buffy but yeah that's fine I was just curious if we thought like what her actual condition was because I was like is she just depressed I think she's just depressed yeah like trauma maybe yeah Yeah. I think I feel like something must have broken in her brain because she's living in her own weird yeah maybe Daryl was like the superstar son and then uh, yeah definitely Chris is the Loser. But like a very smart loser, very, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, but he's not a jock. No. He doesn't come with the same mm-hmm. respect. Yeah, that's true. He can bring people back to life, but he can't throw a football. Yeah. So his mom's just like, oh well. <laughs> come back to me when you learn to throw a football. <laughs> um, so we see Eric and Chris's home lab. Um, it's in their basement. And we see the pictures of Willow, Buffy and Cordelia that Eric took at the start of the episode. And developed himself, which is like quite a skill. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He has some skill. <laughs> Um, so the gang has now found the Chris and Eric lockers. What did they find? They found like a newspaper with the thing about dead bodies and like oh, a side. Oh, the Grey's Anatomy and the... Yeah, yeah. So they know it's going to be Eric and Chris. So the gang are now waiting for Eric and Chris to show up at school. Um, and this is where we get the really cringy Xander line. Because they're talking about why would you build a girl when there's like so many around. I don't get it. Why would anybody want to make a girl? I mean when there's so many pre-made ones just laying around? The things we do for love. Love has nothing to do with this. Maybe not, but I'll tell you this. People don't fall in love with what's right in front of them. People want the dream, what they can't have. The more attainable, the more attractive. Uh, <laughs> Which is like a very weird way to, to relate him to yeah. people who are yeah. robbing graves. <laughs> and Buffy, I kind of get him if I'm honest. Like, yeah. <laughs> Buffy looked at him very knowingly as well. She was like, I know yeah. what you're referring to here and I feel very uncomfortable. God. And he says it in front of Willow as well, who mm. knows what he's talking about. I was just yeah. like, you do not care about Willow at all. No That's one my least favourite thing about <laughs> him is that he doesn't care about Willow. Like, Buffy yeah. can fend for herself, but Willow needs to be protected. He was going to kill Buffy, yes, last episode because Willow got hurt. That's he, like, he cares about her... When it's, when yeah, it's relevant human. and good for the plot. Um, I noticed there was a lot of shots from the opening credits in this episode as well. Was there? Oh, yeah, like I've been looking for them. Down the stairs. That's like a big. Shot. No, I thought that was from a pre. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I th- the stairs um, feature in another episode when the girl gets pushed down the stairs. Uh, oh, I yeah, thought it was yeah. from that one, but it must be from a later shot. No, because I think Willow has shorter hair in it. Oh sure. Um, and there was also like the one where Buffy stands up when she first falls in the grave, and she's like stands up and looks out. That's from the credits as mm. well. I did notice that the sexy dance is in the credits now because I yeah. didn't have the context of it before. That, yeah. that I get it. Um, I'm glad they kept that in there. We... Do we not also find out about Daryl when they in the home lab? Yes. Isn't that when Daryl comes when out? He first comes out. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and is that when he chooses Cordelia? Do we go into the lab a second time? That's when they're talking about um, Cordelia and Chris is like, I can't do it. Don't make me do it. And then that's when he's like, you promised me. And that's when he emerges from the shadows. Oh, true, true. Okay. So it's when they're talking about which one they're going to yeah, choose. Yeah, I think it's, it could be them because maybe he points at Cordelia's face on the picture and says, I want that one. Yes. Head. Yeah, I have a note here saying Daryl's alive, so it must come later. when they're, oh, yeah. So I think we first just see the pictures of Buffy, Willow and Cordelia, but they haven't chosen which one they're going to do. And then yeah, they would choose. So the gang stumbles across Giles, who is waiting for Miss Calendar. Is this when he's holding yeah, his backpack? Yeah, really cute. Um, and he tries to ask her out, but she's too busy getting to class. So she pops her head out at the end and she's like, ask me on the, at, what does she want? Ask me at the football game. Yeah. Football yes. game? Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. like, I'll pick you up and do you like Mexican food? And yeah. Like, oh. Gender yeah. roles reverse. <laughs> but also it sounds like Buffy and Miss Calendar are made for each other, which I'm also yeah. fine with. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy and Miss Calendar. That would be an interesting pairing. A crack pairing. Have you ever heard of like crack pairing? Yeah. Crack ships. Crack ship. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's where we also get the line of like, Miss Calendar is my father. Good morning, Rupert. Miss Calendar. Oh, no, please, call me Jenny. Miss Calendar's my father. Jenny, then. Which I found very funny. Yes, I really like I like Miss Calendar's sassiness. Yeah, I think she's the best. I think she might be my favourite character. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Wow. Other than maybe Cordelia. Yeah, Cordelia. (laughs) Who I love, yeah. Who's your favourite character? So far. Oh, not even so far. Like, out of what you've seen. I have a... I do love Giles. 
maybe I relate to him on like a, um, I don't know, a nationality level. But <laughs> I, I do love Cordelia in the sense that um, I love like her dedication. And I won't say anything that will come later in this episode. Like, I just love that um, she can have something awful happen to her and then be like, oh, I gotta go be on a pyramid. Like, yeah. She yeah. bounces very yeah. quick. She's yeah, resilient. She's, yeah. I love the little like hop Giles does after she says yes. Mm. Like he, she walks into the classroom and he turns around and like hops and jumps mm. away. It was so cute. He was so nervous and I'm, I'm happy for him. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy he's getting more development as well. Yes. Yes. Because he's probably the least developed out of the main four. He's just kind of the guardian role. Yeah. Mm. He just kind of pops up with useful. And he has no authority whatsoever. I love that <laughs> he's just kind of there, but the kids just overrule everything he says. <laughs> And even within the school, like last episode, he spent a lot of time talking to Principal Snyder. Or was that mm. the previous episode? No, that was the last episode. Yeah. yeah. But I never, like, I never see him do anything. Like, he doesn't yeah. have a purpose no. in his life. Mm-hmm. It, this is a really, it must be a very part-time role for him to be able to do that as well as manage his Slayer duties. Or well, the library, duties. like, never has anyone in there. So he's got, like, a lot That's of true. free time. So yeah. I never see him cleaning or putting books on a shelf. Like, he just kind of hovers. Yep. Um, and he doesn't know how to use a computer. Yeah. Again and it's again. The, it's, the, it's the late 90s. But, like... I feel like librarians were one of the first people to embrace it, right? Because it made their life so much easier in terms of yeah. you know, recording information. He's from and... another time, though, Giles. Like, yeah. yeah, he really hates computers. But I just think he'd be a shit librarian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, sure. From another time, I totally get that. But, like, make him not a librarian then. Yeah, I think if you asked him about a book that wasn't at all related to vampires, he'd have no clue. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, had it for Green Hot now? Yeah. <laughs> I have that book. I haven't read it yet. I bought it at, like, a second-hand store. It's a really weird book for you to afford. Though. Well, okay. I started watching um, the old miniseries. Did you ever yes, see Yes, I think I did watch that when I was yep. younger. Um, I, have, I still haven't finished it, because I was it's like, oh, no, version. I'm going to read the book first, and then I just haven't read the book. I think it's a Netflix called Anne as well. Yeah, um, Anne with an E. Yes, Anne with an E. You're absolutely right. That's what it's called. Um, so Giles has talked to some reporters and found out that all the girls still have their heads. They found out, like, they went through all the body parts in the dumpster and all the heads are there. So they figure out that they still need a head and that they have to have a fresh head. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Yeah. And so like, that's... I like how they kind of make up the rules as they go along. They're like, oh, yes. <laughs> you need a Her fresh... legs will work, but her head won't. <laughs> and so what I'm proposing is that... Uh... Also, when they were talking about, like, building, like, the perfect girl... She's going to be, like, weird because she's going to have, like, different, like... Okay, let's not body every- shame. No, but she's going to have, like, different arms, different legs, like, all different pieces. But I suppose the fact that she'll look like that is on purpose so that she stays with Daryl at yeah. the end. So that she's too afraid to go out. But Darryl when they're, like, talking that. about, like, the perfect girl. Yeah. I just... I thought, yeah, I've, I mean, I feel like the perfect girl is, like, alive and yeah. in one piece. Yeah. Because I was going to say, why didn't they just, like, take one girl's entire body? Yeah. And just reanimate her. But yeah, no, I understand now. I've talked, yeah, talked myself into it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we find out, we cross back to the basement in Chris's house and find out that Daryl is alive. And he chooses Cordelia as his head lady. Head lady. And he knows Cordelia. Yes. Um, it's not like totally clear that we know that, but you kind of assume it because of Cordelia talking about being heartbroken by Daryl. Yeah. But they don't actually date it. Sorry. No, I don't know what happened. I think... Well, the impression that you get by the end of the episode is Daryl is, like, um, kind of a not nice guy. Like, he's shallow. Mm. He's, like, a just, like, a typical jock. And Cordelia really likes him, and he doesn't pay any interest to her when they were alive, right? Yeah. But, Which is kind of weird to me, because she's, like, a very hot cheerleader, yeah. and... She yeah. seems, like, the Presumably perfect a little bit younger than him, but that's very... Yeah, I think right. she's, like, a year under him. Maybe he didn't want one girl. Maybe he yeah. wanted yeah. the whole Player. cheerleading squad. Well, he got his in the end. He died. No. <laughs> um... <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, so he chooses Cordelia. We see Chris is starting to have some second thoughts and Daryl peer pressures him into going through with it. And this is where we find out that Chris was the one who brought Daryl back to life. And Daryl's face is really wet looking. Oh, it's, it's the makeup's, like very waxy. Yeah, the makeup's mm. good in the sense that it's, it's like really off-putting and yeah. like make me feel quite sick. Like Because the, the stitches are good. They're very mm. like Frankenstein. But his whole body is, the skin is like grey. Yeah. And it's like slime, like greasy. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. There's no blood in him, I guess. He's a zombie. But it's good makeup, yeah. Yeah. I also I didn't really understand why there would be so much so many stitch marks through him. Like no. if he just fell and hit his head while rock climbing, <laughs> yeah. it felt like his arm fell off at the same time. So yeah. didn't love that. Maybe he had <laughs> Logically, to do like but... some weird cutting and like putting wires in to bring him back. Okay, uh, sure. No, I'll play that. Yeah. 
so Buffy goes to Chris's house because they figure out um, that they need a head. So Buffy's going to start looking. Buffy goes to Chris's house. I think the gang, the rest of the gang just go to the football game. We finally have Giles who he's always like, you need to do your duty. But then as soon as he has a date, he's like, actually, I've kind of got something on. <laughs> and so they're going to meet at the football game later. Um, so Buffy goes to the house and this is where she has the interaction with the mum. She says, do you know where they are? And she's okay. like, watch him play football. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she says she's a are. friend of uh, Chris's. Chris's. Yes. Yeah. That was strange because she's not. But I guess that's what you say to his mum. To get in the house. Yeah. yeah. And then she sees, you know, the door that has warning, do not enter. So she's like, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> she goes down. I mean, like, even if your mum was catatonic, surely she'd be like, why is my son putting up all of these signs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like, she doesn't care. She doesn't care. Yeah. Sad. Poor Chris. Uh, the mum doesn't care about Chris. She sees the... Okay, so she sees the plans for Cordelia um, and Daryl is following it behind her because he's actually still in the in the basement. Yes. But he doesn't attack her. Well, he's going to and then she realises and makes a hasty escape. Well, she hears like a noise at the top, which I assume is the mum coming to open the door. Something like that, yeah. 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 Even yeah, it's she's like catatonic in front of the TV. Yeah. I kind of assumed it was because someone was coming home, but then you never see them come home. I've just realised. Yeah, because Chris and Eric are already at the school yeah. and they try to kidnap Cordelia um, while she's in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, you think, yeah, like Eric. But why would she startle them? Like, unless she thought it was Eric and um, Chris coming home. Like, the mum knows that she's downstairs. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Fine. She just... she just gets a bit of a fright. Yep. Mm. Maybe, yeah. I mean, she saw a picture of herself and Willow and Cordelia, right? So yeah, I suppose that is pretty like, creepy. I need yeah. to get out but knowing there. Buffy, she'd stay until she got the full story. Like, she wouldn't yeah, she, she run at the first two little kids. Sign. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't know about Daryl yet, does she? No. Okay. So she just thinks they're building this body just for them. Well, when did she learn about Daryl then? Someone says it to her. I think Chris or someone. Yes. Chris yes. says something to her. Uh, yeah. Saying my brother, and she says, What are you talking about? And then she has that look on her face where yeah, she realizes. Yeah. Like, yes. Oh, you brought him back. Yeah. Which is like, have some empathy, Buffy. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Chris and Eric try to kidnap Cordelia. Joy, the cheerleader, is a real bitch. It's her in the episode. When Buffy yep. comes after her, and she's like, Where's Cordelia? And she's like, She don't want to hang out with you, loser. Yeah. But then Buffy is yep. so badass. She's like, but I kind of, I was like, okay, yeah, fair enough. But her, like, put your ego aside. Like, someone's life is mm. at stake here and you're trying to put this girl, like, back in her place. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to intimidate her. Okay, so, yeah, this is where Buffy finds out about Chris from Daryl. No, other way around. Daryl from Chris? Yep. Um, so she obviously saves Cordelia. Yep. Does Eric just run away? Yes, he does. Okay, so Eric just runs away. Buffy saves Cordelia. Cordelia runs off to go be the apex of the pyramid. Yeah, she has a bag put on her head. <laughs> and taken to the basement, she sees, she sees Eric. Yeah. She sees the severed head, and no, she sees the whole severed body put together. Um, she sees the knife that's going to be used to cut off her head, and she has this traumatic experience. And, and then she's, she's like, like, "I should do the this is really game." Yeah. yeah, she's like, "I gotta go. I'm on top of the pyramid," and she's just completely fine. Like, it's commitment. Yeah, but also Nothing Buffy really phases her. Yeah. yeah, Buffy doesn't chase after Eric either. She's just like, "Do you know what? Like, something will catch up with him. Just yeah. everything happens. Like, everything just dissipates from that." I guess she's busy talking to Chris because she still thinks Chris is like a bad guy at the start until he reveals what it is about. Yeah. Yeah. That, and so, yeah, so Chris reveals that he brought Daryl back and that what they're making this girl for Daryl. Yeah. And this is where Eric comes back to Daryl and is like, no, Chris has gone rogue. And Eric and Daryl make their evil alliance and, like, we'll do it by ourselves. Which just, yeah, again, I know I've said this, but I just it doesn't make any sense to me that Eric just was, like, really good friends with Daryl now. And, like, they, they have nothing in common either. Yeah. And so Eric is literally just a crazy person. I guess Daryl. I just want motivation. <laughs> well, I just don't get it with that. That's just you have the motivation with Daryl though that this is like his one chance to have love again, so that he'll choose anyone to help him, even if it's creepy Eric. Yeah, and I get that way. I guess it's just the other way around. It's like, like the what, Eric what thing. Is I'm Eric like, what's motivating Eric? He gets to like try and bring someone back to life. I guess. Yeah. He wants to push the boundaries of science. I'm not super convinced, but like maybe he wants yeah, a girl for so... himself. Like maybe that's why he's singing "My Girl." Okay, like so he might build get, one like, for himself fiddle. Yeah. yeah. The oh. impression I get is that he's never been with a girl at all. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair impression. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe he's like, I'll steal this zombie girl for myself. Oh, wow. That'd be a cool twist. She was mine. Other than that. <laughs> um, so Buffy and Chris go to the home, find Daryl's gone, realise he must be at the game. 
Um, we go back to the game where Jenny is calling their little get together a date with Giles, which is cute. Also very cute. Um, yes. But then Xander and Willow show up. Yeah, and just like, like take ruin a hint, it for guys. them. Totally, just sit right in front of them. Take. Giles's popcorn. <laughs> yeah, but it was also kind of sweet because it was like a little family. It was, yeah. 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 You were like the kids to the game. Yeah. Like, even though Xander and Giles don't got on that well, there's definitely like a paternal vibe going on. Mm. It is good. Um, so Daryl is at the ble- like hiding under the bleachers watching the game, and I guess we're meant to feel sad for him, but I don't really have any no. empathy for him in the scene. Because he's watching them and just looking sad that he's not out there playing because he got killed and turned into a Frankenstein monster. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't really feel anything for him at all this episode. A little bit I felt for Chris with his mother. Oh yeah, I definitely felt for Chris. Yeah. I, I get that totally. Well, I wasn't like quite a quick super... get that. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it. I kill, dude. <laughs> you know what though? There was a bit where I actually, f- I did feel for Daryl, um, but it quickly changed when he chased after Cordelia but when he is hiding under the stairs watching the football game and he's watching all the jocks do mm. their football thing I don't know how American football works so they're yeah. just like running around and um, he looks really sad he's like yeah. watching what he used to do what he used to be and then you're like there's like a moment of like oh god he can't do that anymore and like he misses it but then Cordelia runs off and he's like put a bag over her head so then you're like <laughs> don't feel sorry for him anymore it is good that they give him like a little bit of depth with that yeah like a moment of humanity yep so they yeah they kidnap cordelia or he kidnaps cordelia she wakes up in the old science lab with a blindfold on and she's like just let me take the blindfold off i won't scream but he, what is that going on now? he takes it off she screams <laughs> but oh, like she could scream beforehand and she also screams like help help yeah. Which makes you think that, like, she thinks that someone can help her around, so why wouldn't she scream, help, help without the blindfold off? Like, you're obviously uh, in danger, mate. Because she. It, she's uh, just thinking it's Eric and Chris. She hasn't seen that it's uh, Daryl yet, right? Yeah, but, like, she's been, like, kidnapped. True. Like, okay, yeah. It's not, it's not good vibes. Yeah, I don't know why she's not screaming help. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> it reminded me of, like, of um, Pat Simpson's quote where Homer's, like, you'll have to speak up, I'm wearing a towel. Like, it just. It made no sense that her <laughs> eyes were covered so she couldn't speak. Okay. Yeah, I never thought about it like yeah. that. Um, so Buffy finds them, finds out that they're in the old science lab. She goes to find them. And people are always trying to mutilate Cordelia. Like, that's whenever she gets kidnapped. Like, yeah, Marcy. Yeah. They all just want to, like, cut her face. Well, it's pretty face. Yeah. yeah. Pretty body. She's very carvable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Buffy finds them. We get the big end fight. We see some gasoline starting to get spilled. Yes. All, that was another thing. I was like, are they using gasoline to light the Bunsen burner? Because there's like fucked out of gasoline. Yeah, this tiny ass little Bunsen burner. He was putting burner. it in something, but I couldn't tell what he was like putting it in for. It was literally just to light the like Bunsen burner. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, a lot of gasoline. It's a huge, and I don't think you like use gasoline tr- either, do you? Sal will know this. Gasoline's Yeah. They're like... Pouring it into something. I don't know. Yeah, it seemed like a really stupidly large amount. It's just like a ham-fisted way of yeah. getting rid of him later in the episode. Yeah. But Daryl is uh, physically quite proficient. Yeah. Like, he's... he gives Buffy as good a run for his money for her money as many top-level vampires, yeah. I would say. I thought that, because Buffy, obviously, being a slayer, she has, like, um, improved physical strength, right? Yeah. And she mm. needs it. But I always kind of felt like all her fights there's never enough peril like it's always done too quickly like at the beginning yeah. she just owns it and it's like 30 seconds and the guy's dead so this was like it's kind a bit of like good. 45 seconds to a minute long yeah. fight yeah yeah to kind of feel like oh actually she might not survive this one obviously she will <laughs> but it's good to have that yeah do you think he got his extra strength or do you think he has his strength from getting like brought back alive Walk back to life. No, and, like, it's just like a lot of like toxic masculinity inside of him. <laughs> yeah. He's just been working out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool vibes. Eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an amazing crossover. Where I, I imagine Jonathan just being like, we're going to use a little powder <laughs> to set down that waxy complexion. Um, so Xander comes as well and helps Cordelia. He tries to get her out of the... Because she's tied to like a bed thing. Yep. But he can't untie her. So he just pushes her through the fire that's uh, started to blow up. Yeah. Um, I kind of want this to be in slow-mo a bit. It's a bit mm. like... He's so oh, heroic. Yeah, cinematic. Buffy ends up pushing Daryl into the flames as well because the body, the girl's body, has started to go up in flames and Daryl... No, she doesn't push it. No, she he doesn't just push walk, it all, yeah. He just walks into he, it. Yeah, he decides he, to, like, suicide via... with his, like, love. Yeah. He is kind of a sympathetic villain. 
I mean, he wanted no. He did want to just cut off Cordelia's head. Yeah. But to bring her back to life. (laughs) (laughs) Only temporarily. (laughs) So, yeah. So, he dies in the fire with his Frankenstein's bride body Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. But he... Him and Cordelia have a conversation, right? Oh, yeah. He approaches her and she... um, I thought it was weird that she didn't recognize him straight away. Mm, Because he doesn't look that different. Like, he's wearing his... Jersey. Jersey, yeah. He's got a couple <laughs> a couple scratches on his face, stitches, but she's like Is that really you? Yeah, and he starts talking and she's like, Daryl? Oh um but the, I thought it was sweet, kind of, that he says to her, um, I never appreciated you, you wanted to be with me and that's great, a great mm. thing. Um I thought that was sweet. But obviously yeah, was she wasn't sweet. gonna, you know, go into his arms after that. <laughs> on account of him being a dead person yeah. and she being alive. I guess the reason she would be like where not wary but like is that really you she, like she's thinking that he's dead so it yeah, would be like, quite come a on, shock this is sunny dale they're on the hell mouth shit happens i was gonna say but dead people don't come back but vampires come yeah, back exactly. all the time <laughs> <laughs> that's the premise of this episode yeah but he's kind of like taking the choice away from her to be with him so i was like even though it kind of is sweet that he's like we can be together now like she don't want to be with you now yeah. so you're just not giving her a choice yeah so yeah so xander saves cordelia Daryl dies, and that's pretty much near the end of the episode. Yeah, and Cordelia seems to get some sort of, like, transference thing where she's, like, into Xander. Mm-hmm. Yes. For a hot what? minute. And Xander, like, shuts her down pretty quick, but, like... Yeah, completely... It's this is, like, so funny. She says something like, you saved my life. It's really sweet. It's re- yeah. really poetic. Um, I owe you my life. I'm so grateful. If there's anything I can ever do to you. And he turns around, he's like, do you mind? We're having a conversation. <laughs> he's so rude to her. He's so rude. Like, he's a proper dickhead sometimes. That was, like, the most genuinely nice she's ever been mm. in the series yeah. so far. It was, and like, it, it was a bit, like... he just gets blocked off. Yeah, it was a very parallel of, like, earlier when she was saying basically the same shit to Angel. But, like, with Angel, she was flirting. So it uh, has to read this, like, just flirting, right? I thought, like, she wasn't really genuine with Angel, but she was being more genuine here with Xander, so I didn't read mm. this also as flirting. Oh, I did. Interesting. Did you see it as flirting or just, like... Um, I saw it just as an opportunity to show how much Xander hates her. Just, <laughs> <laughs> nothing will budge this opinion he has of her. Like, he despises yeah. her. But I feel like there's something else there. Mm. There's, a, there's a passion to his anger. Yeah. It really surprises yeah. me that he hates her so vehemently. Like... Yeah, she's very annoying at times, like, or would be, would be annoying to him. But, like, she's the hottest girl in school. <laughs> yeah. And, I like, she's more than annoying. Like, she's horrible to him. Yeah, but, right? like, in like, a way that she's horrible to everyone. And, yeah. like, you know, people still like her for the most part. I guess. But they have, like, they've grown up together. So it's not like he's just meeting this hot girl now who's kind of mean. Yeah, I suppose so. That's it's true. Like, that's true. They grew up as kids. He just never seems to acknowledge the fact that she's, like, clearly Super very hot. hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Jenny wants to go on another d- a second date with Giles. Yay. Yay. Good for Giles. Um, and the episode ends where it began. We're at the cemetery because Angel just happened to hear the... F- not happened to hear, happened to see the fire. So he was like, I better go check it out. <laughs> yeah. It's probably going down at Sunnydale. Also, shouldn't he stay away from fire if he's a vampire? Yeah. And he, he can think- get burned. He could die. Yeah. He could at least help as well. He's just like, oh, I'll wait and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so Buffy and Angel are walking through the cemetery and they have kind of an honest conversation. Love makes you do the wacky. What? Crazy stuff. Oh. Crazy, like a 241 year old being jealous of a high school junior. Are you fessing up? I thought about it. Maybe it bothers me a little. I don't love Xander. Yeah, but he's in your life. He gets to be there when I can't. Take your classes, eat your meals, hear jokes and complaints. He gets to see you in the sunlight. I don't look that good in direct light. It'll be morning soon. I should probably go. Which I really liked. I feel like this is the most like adult conversation they've had about their um, relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's finally some headway. She they uh, she grabs his hand. They hold yeah. hands when they finish walking yeah. out. This is the only point I think in this episode or even like the series where I liked Angel. Yeah. Oh. Like he says, uh, 
he says that he's jealous of Xander because he gets to see Buffy in sunlight. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was really that. sweet. And yeah. then she was like, oh, I don't look good in natural light. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's a vulnerability from him that we haven't yeah. seen before because he's either brooding or being kind of angry, right? Just yeah. standing silently standing and threateningly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we finally get some movement on that because they haven't really... The last episode that they were like together was in season one, Angel, when she finds out he's a vampire. And then after that... Like, they kiss once at the end of the episode, I think, and then they're not together at all. So we finally have a bit of movement there as well. Yeah, true. I'm struggling to see how Buffy and Angel can be, like, a great love story. Because I just feel like there's been a lot of time between the last time anything happened. And I'm just, like, not really... Like, I know that yeah. I'm supposed to, th- like, want them together, but I just am not really feeling that tomorrow. And he is 421 years old. Yeah. So that is a problem. Yeah. Or 241 years old, I think. Yeah, I think it's 241. Um, I tried to write it down because I want to remember how old he is. Yeah. Yeah. So that is obviously weird. Huge age difference. This is one of the things I've always wanted about Angel is he's, you know, 200 years old, but his whole haircut and his style is very like, he could have gone to that high school. Yeah. So surely if he's 200 years old, he'd be walking around with like a, you know, a cravat. Yeah, like, he's what? very much keeping up with the fashion. Yeah, like yeah. where does he get his clothes from? Because he can't walk out in daylight. He can't. Oh yeah, maybe he must, there's like, like ransack some places right. at night, like a clothes bank for vampires. Or <laughs> <laughs> Keep some modern. Well, I always liked the master's like leather outfit. Mm. I thought it was very cool. His leather outfit. Yeah. So that's the end of the episode. Yeah. For, yeah, we finish with um, Buffy and Angel walking out, holding hands, um, and we can fade to black. So we can jump into. Do you know what? Like, a, I reckon a solid monster of the week episode. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying it was the best thing in the world, but like, it's a kind of cool yeah, concept. Right. It could be a little deeper, maybe. Like, mm. this is definitely not one that I like. Go back and rewatch. No. Like, uh, if I'm just like, oh, I want to watch just a random episode of Buffy, I probably would never go back and rewatch this one for the yeah. most part. I feel like they could have they could have imbued a stronger like moral message of the week to it. Yeah, or tied it in better with like what Buffy is going through or one of the characters. Yeah, because they have they try a little bit with the you never love what's in front of you or something. Yeah, but it's so yeah. cringy. It's not yeah. really that. Yeah. Cool. So do we want to give our scores? Our scores for the episode. Yep. We'll let you go yeah. first, Lily. I'm gonna give it. I think I want to go with six decapitated hands in a dumpster <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> nice. It's very good. Um, Sammy, I also give it six. I give it six excited hops of love out oh. of ten. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I feel like six is like on my scale six is too low but I kind of want to give it a six I'm going to give it a six and a half okay. and I'm going to give, give it a six and a half love clutched book bags to the chest oh. out of ten we love five. love on ten, this no, ten, ten, ten. <laughs> out of five I couldn't remember what we were giving it out of this one <laughs> wow chosen ones in every generation there is a chosen one I'm going to go with Cordelia because um of the whole uh, pyramid coming from everything else. I just love her ability to shake off the, her near death and kidnapping and her um, dedication to being head cheerleader. I was like, yeah, love it. just work. You got it. <laughs> fair. Absolutely fair. My chosen one for this episode, I was just struggling to figure out who I wanted to choose. So I kind of just went with Giles in the end because mm. I was like, eh, I'm happy that he got some dates, but I don't have a strong chosen one this episode. Mm. I think I feel similarly. I think I want to give it to Cordelia, but I just give it to her every episode. <laughs> and I need to simmer down. I kind of want to give it to Giles because, yeah, he did put himself out there. But then he also didn't. So I think I'm going to give it to Miss Calendar. I was going to say, I was She's the one who actually... Yeah, like, she takes authority. Exactly. I like she makes we, it happen. We call her Miss Calendar. Je- when, did, when did we learn her name? Is it this episode? No. No, we knew her name before. No, she says, call me, because that's when she says, yes, call me Jenny. Jenny. Yeah. Miss Calendar's my father. <laughs> yeah, come on, she's funny as fuck. She yeah. is funny. She's yeah. very, like, sarky. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So before we wrap up the rest of the episode, is there any other Buffy comments you've always wanted to... Any <laughs> views you've wanted to espouse? Oh espouse? Espouse. Espouse? Yeah. Oh. yeah. So espouse. much pressure. $10 word. $10 no. <laughs> word? <laughs> yeah. I'd have to say, I know this will be controversial to you guys. Really? Um, I have two favourite episodes, I'd say. Ooh. Yep. And... Um, one of them is slightly more favourite than the other. I know this is weird, but I love um, Inca Mummy Girl. Oh, Series okay. 2, Episode 4. Yep. You haven't seen that yet. No, so that's next that's week. No, the week after the next. Week after next. Yeah, yeah, we've sure. got a guest for that one who specifically requested that episode. Oh, yeah. So it must, it's it must a good be one. It's a good one. Is it, like, so bad that it's good, or is it just a good it's episode? It's just bizarre. Like, you know how, obviously, every episode of Buffy is, in, is an independent yes. episode? And this one... So it's one, Money of the Week still? 
Yeah. Uh, it's it's a monster of the week. Monster of the week. Yeah. It kind of feels like they've run out of ideas and they've come up with this idea, but it's so brilliant because it's so mad. Yeah, great. Okay. You're, you're I'm into that. I'm into but that. But the reason I like it is because I love Xander and he's like the center so of this focus. episode. Sure. Otherwise, after that, I'd probably say I. I do love Teacher's Pet. Oh! I know. Oh my God. I know. It's just, I just think it's so like. controversial opinions. Right. But the whole. You just look at them and they're properly mad. Yeah. Yeah. What is she? Like a praying mantis? Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's great. And also. Everyone hates a supply teacher. And she is an insect that tries to. Is that like an English version of like a substitute teacher as a supply Supply, teacher? Oh my God. What do we we call it? Uh, Relief teacher. Yeah, yeah. Relief. Oh my god. Yeah. There's another word dramatic. as well. Like a there's like another word, right? No. no I it's don't definitely know. relief teacher, mate. Like it's I feel like there's some, I've never called a teacher a relief teacher. All the supply teachers in Aus- in England are Australian as well. Are they? Like, really? That's yeah, like, a running joke. PE teachers, supply teachers. That's so funny. Do we ever get the Australians in Buffy World? Cuz we have Giles mm. as like a regular I'm going to say no. Oh, sure. That's disappointing. Um, So we've just got the promo (laughs) that originally aired after the episode on the WB for next week's episode, season two, episode three, School Hard. Next Monday on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, evil has a few new faces and Sunnydale is their new home. So, who do you kill for fun around here? Now the Hunters. They will kill everybody in this room. Have become the hunted. They've cut the fans. Nobody gets out, especially the girl. Look out! An all-new Buffy the Vampire Slayer next Monday. That looks fun. Got some new villains. Spike. I'm excited to meet Spike. I love his leather coat and his platinum hair. He's so cool. He used to. I think I've told this on the podcast before, but he used to get like um like boils and stuff on his head from all the bleach that they put him on. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. Gross. That's terrible. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, probably. I don't yeah. know. Put something down. We're getting um, so wrapped can... up by producer yeah. Sal. So <laughs> we're going to make this one short <laughs> and sweet. Uh, so we saw the promo. Is there anything, any quick predictions you think? No, it seems to involve a lot of people. Yeah. We saw the anointed one again. Oh, Yay. Excited Excellent. about having a couple who are both vampires. Yeah. That's going to be good. Yep. It's fun. We saw, we saw, yeah, yeah. Great, I'm so excited. Okay, cool. Let's Here's how to reach us. T.I. Sunnydale on Twitter. Tuesdays in Sunnydale on Facebook. T.I. Sunnydale at gmail.com if you want to email us. That's Rate it. Subscribe. Rate and subscribe. Yep. Thank you, Lily, for being Thanks our guest. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Love to have you again. Hopefully you want to come back. Of course. <laughs> I will see you next time for season two, episode three. Bye. Bye.